The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Governor Abbott boosts his plan to build a state-funded border wall, who he's appointing to oversee the effort, and how much it costs so far. We're living in a very dangerous time, you know, a time that I haven't seen really since World War II, my father's war. New developments raise the risk of conflict with China. Why the Texan in charge of the House Foreign Affairs Committee in Washington is raising a warning about whether the country's ready for a potential face-off. Nearly a million Texans blocked from driving because of legal roadblocks in Texas. And for some, it upends their life. I started crying because I didn't have the money. I wasn't working at the time. I didn't know what I was going to do. Our investigation looks at the far-reaching impacts of the system and those asking for help to regain their independence. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, this is the award-winning State of Texas. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Josh Hinkle. Governor Greg Abbott last week named a border czar for Texas. It's a new step to boost his border security plans, which include a state-funded effort to build more border wall. Washington correspondent Anna Wernicke has details on the decision and the reaction. This week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott appointed retired Border Patrol agent Mike Banks as the state's border czar. Whose only focus is responding to President Biden's open border policies. Abbott says he was forced to pick his own border czar because he says Vice President Kamala Harris, the person President Biden asked to oversee southern border policy, is, quote, missing in action. We're not going to stand idly by while the Biden administration refuses to enforce the immigration laws. I'm glad Governor Abbott is stepping up. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz applauded Abbott's new hire. The Texas officials are trying to keep Texans safe. This wouldn't be necessary if the Biden administration was doing its job. But the White House defended the president and says Republicans are resorting to political stunts. We're not about political stunts. We're about dealing with a real issue uh, and taking action. And that's what you've seen from this president. Republicans say that's not enough. They want to remove the man in charge of protecting the border, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He's not just borderline impeachable, he's definitely impeachable. Texas Republican Randy Weber joined House Republicans to file two separate articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Anna Warnicke for State of Texas. The governor made the announcement at a news conference in the town of Los Indios in South Texas. That's where construction crews are building the second segment of the state-funded border wall. The state started building border walls in late 2021. So far, workers have finished 1.7 miles. The state is working with different contractors. The cost varies ranging from about 21 million to 25 million per mile. The Texas Facilities Commission has approved nearly $900 million in border wall contracts so far. The Texan who leads the House Foreign Affairs Committee in Congress is sending a strong warning about conflict with China. Congressman Michael McCall told Fox News that the risk of a military confrontation with China is, quote, very high. It comes amid tensions over Taiwan. And on Thursday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced an agreement to increase the U.S. military footprint in the Pacific. It includes $82 million to enhance military infrastructure in the Philippines, including new access 
access to strategic bases in that country. Austin called it a response to military moves by China in the region. The move spotlights tensions between the U.S. and China, which some fear could turn into an eventual military conflict. Our Monica Madden spoke with Congressman McCall about the concerns and what he thinks the country needs to do to prepare. You have warned about the potential of a war between uh, China invading Taiwan in the coming years. Talk about why you think that is more imminent now than before. Well, it's based upon my briefings, both classified and non-classified. I think ever since Afghanistan fell and the debacle that took place there, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting when Afghanistan fell uh, last August, we saw the Russian Federation moving towards Ukraine. Uh, we knew the invasion was going to take place. I think it's because we're projecting weakness after that, which in invites aggression. Uh, then you saw Chairman Xi uh, form this unholy alliance with Mr. Putin, and also Iran and North Korea are involved in the Ukrainian conflict. When you look at Taiwan, we know that Chairman Xi has talked about, just like Putin talked about reunification of Ukraine, he talks about uh, reunification of Taiwan back to mainland China. Uh, Taiwan, by the way, manufactures 90% of the advanced global manufacturing capabilities for semiconductors, which if China either owns or breaks it, will cause major disruption in supply chain. Uh, so uh, I think, quite honestly, that, that a military invasion would be their last option. I think their first option would be to uh, influence the elections that will take place uh, next January in 2024. However, if they are not successful in that effort, I do believe that they will then go to plan B, which would be either a blockade or an outright military invasion of the island. In the absolute worst case scenario, if you know there is a war involving China, do you think the United States is prepared in terms of our defense base and um, our supplies? Well, that's a, a major discussion here, and it's a great concern. Uh, I signed off on all foreign military weapon sales, but I signed off on weapons three years ago that have yet to go into Taiwan. So I am worried about that. I'm worried about the lack of joint uh, military exercises uh, with Taiwan. We have to have deterrence. Otherwise, China, if they see an opening, that they're going to take it. Um, and, and Taiwan will be a very different uh, calculus uh, compared to Ukraine in the sense that Ukraine is capable of fighting their own war if we give them the right weapon systems. Taiwan is not. Taiwan is not capable of fighting this alone. It would necessarily involve the United States, Japan, Australia, and the United Kingdom. Uh, and I think it's going to be up to the American people in the event that happens as to what to do. I can say that my committee that I chair, the Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, we have the authority of declaration of war under the uh, Constitution and also authorized use of military force that you've seen exercised in previous uh, conflicts we've had. Uh, I hope we don't have to have that discussion, but we have to be prepared. We're living in a very dangerous time, you know, a time that I haven't seen really since World War II, my father's war, when you had Hitler invading Europe and Japan invading the Pacific. You're seeing this playing out with Putin and Chairman Xi of 
China. Congressman McCall is also one of several lawmakers on Capitol Hill pushing for new restrictions on TikTok. He cites concerns that the video app could give the Chinese government access to information about Americans. Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley and also introduced a bill to ban the app in the United States. The White House is also considering its own set of actions that could require the app to make changes to its data security policies. TikTok, meanwhile, says it's taken steps to keep users' data secure. They're touting a security plan known as Project Texas because it uses software developed by Oracle, which is based in Austin. In Texas, judges have ordered the state to prevent nearly a million drivers from renewing their licenses until they pay traffic tickets. Our investigation looks at how the system is keeping people from driving to work and in a cycle of debt. Plus, the winter storm had a big effect on Texans, including the legislature, what the weather means for state business, and why Mother Nature isn't all to blame for the slow pace at the Capitol. Business at the Texas Capitol largely stopped last week. The ice storm closed offices and kept some members in their districts. But even as the skies clear, don't expect to see progress on key legislation right away. Capitol reporter Ryan Chandler reports on why it's not unusual for the first months of the session to move slowly. The pump and the promises. Texas Senate will raise your homestead exemption to $70,000, which will save you thousands and of then, dollars over the lifetime. And then, silence. And it's going to be a little worse than anticipated, so we are going to have to adjust our schedule for the week. Budget talks in the Texas Senate stalled this week, along with most other key offices, putting all the legislative business on hold. As this nearly empty rotunda will tell you, this is rarely a busy time for the legislature, rain or shine. In fact, bills can't even move anywhere for another five weeks from now. And that's not a fluke. That's a feature. We really do only have 140 days to do this, 90 days of activity, and that requires a, a level of consensus building that doesn't take place in the rest of the world. Harvey Kronberg has covered the legislature since 1989, and he says this isn't out of the ordinary. In fact, this lull in activity that the Texas Constitution requires until March is a time to build bridges. We uh, go from about zero to 30 after the everybody's sworn in, and then on day 60, which is right around filing deadline, the bill filing deadline, we go from 30 to 120 miles an hour. So while it may seem like things are frozen here, it's not because of the ice. Ryan Chandler state of Texas. The Senate Finance Committee was able to meet Friday to continue hearings on the budget. The committee has more meetings scheduled next week. Meanwhile, the deadline to file bills is March 10th. After that, all bills can start moving through the process. Before that, lawmakers can only work on bills relating to Governor Abbott's emergency items. He will announce those items on February 16th in his State of the State address. That's really scary. Like being arrested for things that you, you never think that you would be. Nearly a million people in Texas kept from renewing their driver's license through a system putting some families in debt. Trapped by tickets, our investigation coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach.
then I'm the bad guy because I'm unable to afford a ticket. It just isn't fair and I don't think it's constitutional. I want to get out of this situation. What would you do if you were kept from renewing your driver's license until you paid off your traffic tickets? State records show that's the case right now in Texas for nearly a million people. And this system has been legal here since the 90s. Investigator Kelly Wiley reveals how it's keeping people from driving to work, to childcare, to the grocery store, and trapping families in a cycle of debt. Monica Sanchez chose to work at the gas station walking distance from her home. If she did drive to a job, she would be risking jail time. She can't drive because the state of Texas will not let her. The mother of two did not do something like drive drunk. She was not involved in a hit and run. She simply did not pay her traffic tickets. I can no longer go pick up my kids from school. If they need a ride, I either have to organize uh, like a lift to go get them or ask a friend to go get them, or they have to ask one of their friends for a ride, but I can't do that. Court records show it started when Sanchez got a speeding ticket in Guadalupe County in 2015. When she didn't show up for court or pay the $342 ticket, the judge added another $392 fine and told the Texas Department of Public Safety to deny the renewal of her driver's license until she paid. The judge even issued a warrant for her arrest. I went in to renew my license on my birthday or around my birthday about a year and a half ago in May. And um, when I was expecting to get my license in the mail, I got a letter from DPS instead stating that my license had been suspended because I had so many tickets that were still outstanding. And to be honest with you, I had completely forgotten about those tickets. I really didn't even remember that I had some of them. DPS records show Sanchez at one point owed more than $1,000 in tickets and court costs. I started crying because I didn't have the money. I wasn't working at the time. I didn't know what I was going to do. A third-party company called Omnibase tracks every time a judge orders the state to deny a driver's license renewal. And when it does, there's another fee. It's a part of the state's failure to appear and pay program. DPS records show right now through Omnibase, Texas courts ordered nearly 1 million people have their driver's license renewal denied, all because they failed to appear in court and pay misdemeanor fines. Once in the system, drivers could face more expensive fines and even jail time. Even when they come to court or start payment plans, judges can still hold their license until the entire debt is paid. Representative Diego Bernal has repeatedly filed bills to make it illegal for judges to jail Texans over traffic-related tickets. Those bills all failed. This session, after our questions, he's taking a closer look at Omnibase. It's a way to essentially criminalize people uh, for not having any money or not having enough money for being poor. While the district he represents includes San Antonio, one of the heaviest users of the state's failure to pay program, other large governments like Harris County and the city of Austin canceled their contracts with Omnibase as recently as 2020, citing the financial trap and legal risk. Why does the state use a system that some of your largest areas won't because they say it's problematic? Yeah, I mean, part of it, I think, with any tool is how it's used, right? You have this small issue 
they use Omni Base, it compounds your your violations, and all of a sudden that plus this means you'll never get out of it. With her wages from the gas station, Sanchez is slowly earning back her ability to drive. Not having a vehicle because of my kids has been the hardest. How do you think they feel? Do you think they're... They're understanding. Like, my kids are so cool. They understand. And, like, if I can't give them a ride, they're cool. They're okay, you know? And it just hurts because, as a mom, you want to be able to do all of that. They're the reason why I want to get out of this situation. Texas had a hold on Emily Culp's driver's license for over a decade. Wow, I really got a lot of tickets. On the orders of the judges, she was not allowed to renew her license until she paid all her traffic tickets. I couldn't afford a, a lawyer right. at all at that time. I'd just gotten divorced and I was penniless. In 2021, Omnibase records showed she owed more than $5,000 in fines and fees. Many of the most expensive fines were for when she was driving after a judge put a hold on her license. I ended up getting pulled over for mm, one of my headlights being out. And I thankfully just got a ticket for that. And I also got a ticket for driving with license invalid on my way to work one morning. And I'm um, and then that I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So that's too scary. And then you just stopped driving all together. Mm -hmm. Over the years, the hold on Culp's license also led to several arrests for driving without a valid license and warrants for not showing up to the court to address her tickets. Jail is terrifying. Um, it's terrifying. I never thought I would be somebody that was in jail with like next to murderers for not paying a ticket. Judge Nicholas Chu is a justice of the peace in Travis County. Forcing somebody to resolve their case because I had their driver's license um, and you can't get it renewed, you can't go to your job until you plead guilty and resolve it, that's usually the quickest way, um, just isn't fair and I don't think it's constitutional. Chu says many judges follow what he considers best practices, using omni-base notifications as a way to get defendants to just appear in court. If they show up, he often drops the hold on their license. Some courts have gotten into certain practices, and those practices led to, number one, not waiving omni-holds or uh, due to indigency. Um, in other words, if you're too poor to afford the fines and fees. In a 2020 quarterly report from Omnibase, Texas judges reported that happening in less than 1% of cases. While that's just a snapshot of data, it's unclear whether all judges reported accurately, and Omnibase has not responded to our interview requests. Do you think there's room to reform it, to create set laws for how municipal judges and JPs can use the system? Using it as a weapon, right, doesn't help anybody. Using it as accelerant, almost a guarantee that they end up with greater fines and possibly for a lot of them who can't afford to pay behind bars, that's not the reason why you should have any element of government. For the first time in a long time, Culp has no outstanding fines hanging over her. She can finally get her driver's license, but says the system has made her hesitant. I haven't done it yet because I'm scared. Why are you scared? It's really scary. Like, 
be interested for things that you never think that you would be. Nobody tells you that when you're on the side of the road, you know, and people are driving by and you're, you know, leaning over the police car in handcuffs, nobody thinks that person is not a bad guy. Like, oh, the police got the bad guy, you know? They don't think, oh, they, they, they just get, got a traffic ticket that they couldn't afford. Omnibase is headquartered in Austin, but Texas is not the only state to use holds and suspensions on license renewals to force drivers to pay traffic tickets. One Justice nonprofit reports more than 30 states have such laws. DPS tells us it does not provide oversight of Texas judges using Omnibase. It only collects the data for its driver's license division. But Josh, the agency's current contract says it will pay a maximum of $50 million by 2024 for that use. Kelly, the judge and the lawmaker in your story want to reform this system, but who actually supports it? Well, more than a thousand courts in Texas use Omnibase. We spoke to a handful of judges who use it as a collection tool. The Texas Municipal Courts Association has also testified in support of it and said any changes would limit judges' ability to use jail time as a tool to deal with classy misdemeanors and traffic-related offenses. Take a look. I think that any law has room for improvement. And so uh, if, if there are things that, that we can do to improve it, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, that's ever a, a bad idea in looking at them. So often, however, there are unintended consequences of, of bills and of changes and amendments. More about possible changes to the law in our full story online. Plus, find out how often your city or county uses this system. Scan the QR code on your screen now to go to this story in the Texas politics section of our website. Thanks, Kelly. And thank you again for joining us for State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. We'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.